get into faith this month. Who knows we need faith? We need faith in this world. Amen. So we're going to inject a bit of faith into each one of us because we're all called to a life of faith. It says that it is impossible to please God but without faith. So it is our faith that pleases God because it is our faith that reflects our trust in him. It is faith that reflects our trust in him and his word. So we're going to dive right into that in Hebrews 11.1, 1, the classic faith chapter. If you'd like to go there in your Bibles, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. The substance of things hoped for. So the substance of things hoped for are the things that God has spoken into you. That is the substance. The substance of things that God has written in his word. That is our substance. Substance is not some vague thing out there that may or may not be. It is a word. Is the word that God has spoken directly to you or it is the word of God written in his word? That is the substance of things that we hope for. And God speaks things into your life. He gives, sometimes gives you pictures He sometimes speaks directly to you. Maybe you've had a visitation from an angel. Who knows? Maybe you've heard the audible voice of God. I've met someone who heard the audible voice of God. So it does happen. But that is what faith is. So faith is something that we carry in our heart because it is a word that God has given to you. So in Hebrews 11, there's the hall of fame there. So if you read on further, which I encourage you to do in your own reading time, there's going to be a hall of fame of all the men and women of faith. The thing is right now, the hall of fame is still being written and it has been written about us. Will your name be in that hall of faith? Will it be there to add alongside of the other mighty women and men of faith? I can think of, some of you can probably think of some people who you would put in that category. Maybe Corrie ten Boom, Smith Wigglesworth. We can think of all these different men and women of faith, Martin Luther. But you also can be written in that hall of fame for people of faith. Because each one of us has been called. Each one of us has been chosen. God does not distinguish. He just calls. He just says, follow me. He just says, follow me. 
And each one of us has the same opportunities in the following. So we ha- we're going to look at Gideon today. Gideon is a very unlikely man of faith. I can identify with him. Um, I think you probably will too. He was put in the hall of faith for subduing kingdoms. Highly likely, one of you probably won't be called to subdue a kingdom, but we are called to subdue the kingdom of darkness on this earth, right? Each one of us are called to do that. So in a way, we all have been called. So the children of Israel at the time were being oppressed by the Midianites because they had disobeyed God. So the Israelites tended to go through a cycle, a cycle of following God and being blessed by God and then walking away from God to other, worshipping other idols and then enemies coming against the people of God. And they go through this cycle, 40-year cycle, over and over again. Um, Never seem to learn. But um, a bit like us, really. Because <laughs> they disobeyed God. They were worshipping and practising the worship of other gods. They were living in caves and mountains to hide from their enemies. They were being plundered by their enemies with everything they had. All of their crops, all of their wealth was being plundered by all the enemies that were surrounding them. And they were at the point of, in some cases, starvation because of the way that the enemies had had, um, raped their lands. And this one day, and the people were crying out for God and they were calling out for God for help. And God sent a prophet amongst them that reminded them the reason they were in this situation was because they were living in disobedience. But then an angel of God visited Gideon in Judges 6.11. We're going to read Judges 6.11 from then on. And the angel of Jehovah came and sat under an oak, which was in Oprah, which belonged to Joash, the Abziarite, and his son Gideon, threshed wheat for the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of Jehovah appeared to him and said to him, Jehovah is with you, mighty warrior. And Gideon said to him, O my Lord, if Jehovah is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where where are all the miracles which our father told us of saying, did not Jehovah bring us up from Egypt? But now Jehovah has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And Jehovah looked upon him and said, Go in your might and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? And he said to him, O my Lord, with what shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh. And I am the least in my father's house. 
And Jehovah said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. What a crazy story. There he is hiding, hiding in the wine press because they are surrounded by their enemies. And they were too scared to go out into the open to thresh the wheat, which they normally would have done. But he was hiding in the wine press. How many of us can see ourselves in Gideon that we hide sometimes, don't we? We hide away to avoid being out in the open. And I just love the fact that the angel of God appears to him and speaks words that are unbelievable. Here he is hiding and he calls him a mighty warrior. Mighty warrior before Gideon had ever done a thing. Before he had ever done a thing, he was called mighty warrior. I believe that this morning God wants to speak to each one of his children here and he calls you out and he says, mighty warrior. Mighty warrior. I am calling you out of your hiding. I want you to step up to what I've called you to. Because I see you and you're a mighty warrior. God calls us things because he sees what we can become. He sees what we can become before we have ever done a thing. He sees you this morning. He sees you. And he wants you to know that you are a mighty warrior. You are a mighty warrior. Because Christ is in you. He is calling us up. We are surrounded by enemies. Pretty much. (laughs) Right now in this world, we are surrounded by enemies that hate Christianity, that hate what it stands for, that hate you. That's reality. So at the time... The people were worshipping several gods. They were worshipping Baal and Asherah. So when we have idols in our life, we stop the blessing of God. We stop the blessing of God from getting to us because we have idols in our life. We need to clear out the idols from our life because it's stopping the blessing of God from getting to us when we put anything, anything before our God. You may not have an Asherah pole in your backyard, but hey, we can still have idols in our life. We can put things before God. We can put money before God. We can worship fame. We can worship influences on social media. Goodness knows why, but people do. We can have all those things cluttering up our life. 
so that we do not hear when God calls us. But in the midst of all of this, in the midst of this craziness, God calls a man, one man, to do something. As we saw last week with that movie with Sean Foy, Let Us Worship, he called one man, one man who stood up and said, yes, here I am, send me. Did he feel like, did he feel like a mighty warrior? Probably not. But God went before him and God will go through you too when you decide that you're going to step into that place that God has called you to. Because he has a purpose and a plan. We all feel like hiding sometimes. I get it. I feel like it too. Pretending that nothing else exists outside of that wine press. Quite comfortable hiding in that wine press. Being familiar with that small place. But God is calling you out of that place into a bigger place. It was a dangerous time for Gideon. This was not an easy time. We're not living in an easy time. Courage and bravery is forged in times like this. In times like this. God is calling you. Mighty women and men of God. You are called sons and daughters of the Most High God. You are anointed for such a time as this. We can be like Gideon, we can question, but hey, I'm the weakest. I'm the weakest and I'm, our tribe is the weakest. I know what that, what that is like. I know what it's like to be called by God and question him. But I am fearful, but I am not popular, but I don't have influence. These are all these excuses that I gave to God. But he sees you. He sees who you can become. Who are we to question God? Who are we to question what he has created and what he has put in you? How many times did Gideon question? And he even was visited by an angel. Hey, if I was visited by an angel, don't know if I'd question it. But he found excuses. But how many of us in this place have been spoken to by God and called to do something and we have found excuse after excuse after excuse as to why we can't do it. I'm too busy. I've got a family. I've got this. I've got that. We can all find an excuse. You know, God calls us to things way outside of our abilities. Way outside of our abilities. How the heck was Gideon going to defeat an army? They were surrounded. They were weak. They were depleted. They had no food. They had no resources. God speaks impossible dreams to us. Impossible dreams that only he can make come to pass. That's what faith is. Faith is the substance of the word that God has given you. Faith is the substance of the word that you hold on to no matter what. 
and you act upon it. Gideon was called to deliver Israel. I remember the day when we walked into this building. If you can imagine, there was no ceilings, no walls, no lights, nothing. Just open space, complete open space. Nothing else here. And I remember the day was concrete, just concrete floors and that because it was an indoor cricket arena. And I remember walking into this house and God giving me a vision. And he gave me a vision of the altar completely full of young people being set free under the Spirit of God. And I've carried that. Has that come to pass yet? No, but it's pretty close. And that was 20 years ago. That is the faith of substance of things hoped for. And that is the vision that I hold in my heart because I know that God has given me that vision. So God gives you a dream or a vision of something that is to come to pass and it is faith, through faith that you hold on to that picture, that word from God to see it come to pass. And only he will bring it to pass in his timing. But we need to be faithful. God gives us a vision that is way beyond us. God reminds us. I remember writing, writing down some I am statements. I encourage people to do that. Because the enemy speaks stuff into your life that is messed up. So you've got to come and come against that. So when you pray and God speaks to you and he tells you things and he says, you're strong. You're a woman or you're a man of God. You're faithful. You're chosen. They're the things that I began to write down. I am chosen. I am called. I am strong. I am courageous. You speak God's words into you. Don't let the enemy speak his words Gideon heard and knew in his heart that he was weak. But God told him, you are a mighty warrior. You are a mighty warrior. They are the words of faith. And you will become those words if you hang on to those. Faith is being obedient when it seems impossible. You can have doubt in the midst of faith. But obedience, you just do it anyway. You've got to do it afraid. You do it anyway. Faith is big. Faith overcomes. Faith defeats the giants, especially the ones in your own head. They're the biggest giants, the ones that mess with your head, right? You've got to stand against them. So the first thing that Gideon was asked to do was to destroy the idols in his community. Well, that sounds pretty easy, doesn't it? The big Asherah pole in the middle of the community that everyone was coming around to worship, that seems pretty simple, doesn't it? That's like going up to um, the Buddha at the end of the sea, whatever beach it is, and pushing that into the sea. Does anyone want to join me, actually? I feel like we should actually go and (laughs) and do that because it's really annoying me. But you know what? 
that was the first, that was his first mission. That was the first thing. So God gives us steps. He gives us steps. Get rid of these idols, Gideon. I want you to get rid of these idols in your community. Wasn't an easy thing. He needed to pull it down. You know what we're going to be doing next weekend? We're going to be making a stand against the idols in our community. Because the God of Baal is child sacrifice. It's the same God that exists in our world right now. It is the same God, child sacrifice. It's just legalised. But it was normal back then. It was normal, just as it's being normalised right now. It's become normalised. And so when we, when we don't do anything, we actually accept. We accept what we do nothing about. It's not okay. It's not okay. So Judges 6.25 says, And it happened on that night, Jehovah said to him, Take your father's young bull, even the second bull of seven years, and throw down the altar of Baal, which your father has, and cut down the pillar by it, and build an altar to Jehovah your God upon the top of the rock in an orderly manner, and take the second bull and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove, which you shall cut down. Then Gideon took ten men of his servants and did as Jehovah had said to him. And so it was, because he feared his father's household and the men of the city, that he could not do it by day, so he did it by night." Isn't that hilarious? He still did it, but because he was fearful, he did it by night because he didn't want to be seen, because he knew what the result would be. They were passionate about their worship, like it was indoctrinated into their community. So he knew that he would be in trouble if he stood up against that, but he was obedient to God. And left the rest to God. See, God does not give you the whole plan. He doesn't tell you what's going to happen. He didn't tell Gideon what the result would be after those idols were pulled down. He just told him to go and do it. Go and do it. That's all I'm asking you to do. And Gideon was obedient to that. Some of us need to stop questioning and we just need to do it. And leave the result to God. Because God will fix the aftermath of all of that. And as it was, there were people that came out and they wanted to kill Gideon, but he was saved from that. God will deal with it. He will deal with it. So Gideon followed God's direction in faith, not knowing what would happen. Following God is not easy. It's not easy. It's a journey of faith. It's a journey of faith in steps, steps of obedience. You know, God will call you out of your comfort zone. He will call you out of that comfortable place. He will call you out of that wine press that you're hiding in. He'll call you out of that place. 
into a place of faith. The next step for Gideon was to deliver the nation. And you know what? God reminds him that it is through him that Gideon will be successful. God wanted to make sure that the Israelites could not pat themselves on the back for winning the battle. So in Judges 7 2, it says, And Jehovah said to Gideon, The people with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into your hands, lest Israel boast themselves against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. God whittled that army down and down and down and down till there was only 300 men left from 32,000 men. From 32,000 men to 300. It was impossible for men, but possible with God. God does not show you how He's going to do it, but He just promises that He will and He will be with you. They were outnumbered, but God was with them. It said the number of the enemy against them was like a multitude of locusts. A multitude of locusts that you couldn't even count them. And they had 300 men. They were surrounded. And if you go on to read the full story, it says that God directed to them to blow on their horns and to hold up their torches and to shout. And the enemy ran for their life from 300 men because it was God's might and not their might. And our God deserves the victory. It was a supernatural victory. God wants to do a supernatural victory in each one of our lives that we can't take the credit for because it is Him who does it through you. It is Him who has the victory and by faith he will do it. Faith is a battle, is a fight that is beyond you. It is beyond your resources. It is beyond your education. It is beyond who you think you are. But God says, mighty warrior, I'm calling you. I'm calling you up, mighty warrior, and I will be with you. Most of us here are not called to deliver a nation, but we're called to reach a community. We're called to reach our family. We're called to change the lives of those around us. And now is the time. Now is the time. I can hear God's calling us so strongly this morning to each one of us, especially the younger ones. You are mighty warriors. I feel for this generation because they have been lied to. You are a mighty warrior. Don't let anyone tell you that you're not. Perhaps God is calling you to speak up at work. Perhaps He's calling you to speak out at school. 
and He will be with you. Whatever it is, be obedient in faith and know that He goes before you, that He wins the battle on your behalf. Gideon was called mighty warrior before he ever, ever did a thing. And when he went on to do mighty exploits, and as I said before, he's written in that hall of fame because he was obedient. That's all. He just did what God called him to do because he believed the one that called him. He believed in the God that called him. Matthew 17, 20 says, And Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like the grain of a mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and that shall move, and nothing shall be impossible for you. Nothing shall be impossible for you. God is calling us this morning to have faith in Him. Faith in Him. Faith that moved mountains. I think it's time for each one of us to pick up those, that calling of faith that God has on your life. Whatever it is, big or small, step into it. Take a hold of it and see what God will do. See what God will do with your life. Amen. Let's pray. Mighty God. Mighty God. We just thank you, Lord, that you are faithful. That you lead us, that you guide us. That you call each one of us to a great purpose that is beyond us, Lord so your glory can be seen, so that your glory will be known. So with every eye closed this morning, if there is someone in this place that says, I want to know that God. I want to know that God that calls me. He is calling you this morning. He is calling you to a life of faith and he will be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. So that is you this morning. If you want to receive Jesus into your life, just lift up your hand in this place. I'm going to pray for you. We're going to believe that God will be with you wherever you go. So if that's you this morning, you feel like God is just speaking to you in this atmosphere and saying, yep, that's me. I want to know this God, this mighty God. Just lift up your hand. I'm going to pray with you this morning. going to pray. If you'd just like to repeat after me this morning. Dear Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I thank you that you died and rose again. I ask you to my heart today to be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me for my sins and help me to live for you.